about animals in general being attracted to spiritual energies and coming when Pooja Swamiji was doing sadhana. Absolutely, it's true. Are they coming out of curiosity? Or are they coming drawn by a spiritual energy? I can't say. There's a great, a great story of Paramahansa Ramakrishna actually negotiating a disagreement between snakes and rabbits in each of their languages. I won't tell the whole story, but that you, you get the gist of it. I don't have that ability. I cannot tell you that I, that I know exactly why the animals are drawn. But they absolutely are. And it may be both. It may be some part curiosity some part being drawn by a, a spiritual magnet, some part being drawn by just an incredible energy that they don't even necessarily know is a spiritual energy, but just literally pulls them, maybe being drawn by love. I mean, we, we are drawn to the presence of holy people. This is why, as long as there have been holy people, there have been people being drawn to their presence. Long before they had you know, social media pages telling people where they were going to be and that they could come. There's, there's something that draws people to a holy presence, to holy energy. We want, we want to be near it. Now, perhaps we make much more of a conscious decision than the animals do. We say, oh, God, it feels really good to be in that presence, really good to be in that energy. I want to go. Maybe for the animals, it's less conscious. But we all feel it. You feel, oh, I just want just to be in, the, in that presence. And there have been many, many great masters throughout the ages who haven't even given teachings who have basically just, just sat in, in silence. But just to come and sit in the presence is enough. So it doesn't surprise me that animals also are drawn by that energy. You must have seen we have, we have dogs come through Arthi all the time and literally plop themselves down in the middle of Arthi and kind of go to sleep on the steps as though there weren't hundreds of people sitting around them singing and waving lamps and stuff. So that, that happens very, very frequently. Now, with regard to the cow specifically, well, the cow is a, a sacred animal in the Hindu tradition because she is the, well, there's, there's, scriptural stories and scriptural references to the cow. But the, the bottom line of what that's about is the cow as the, the giver of all. The cow is the one who, through the milk, provides nourishment. Through the urine, provides medicine. Cow urine is actually a very, very, very powerful medicine. 
walk into any of these Ayurvedic stores and you can buy bottles of it. People, people drink cow urine every day. Yeah, I mean, it's for those of us not from this culture, it sounds very strange. But it's considered to be a very, very, very potent healer. It's also a very potent natural antiseptic. Use it to clean, you know, countertops and whatever. It's, a, it's an antiseptic. So the urine is, is powerful healing. The, the cow poo, the gober, is used for cooking. It's used in, you know, Pooja Swamiji's hut is made of it. It's a fantastic organic fertilizer, so for our fields, homes, we're lined with it. Keeps away the bugs, it stays cool in the summer and warm in the winter. So the cow is seen as this incredible being that just sort of whatever comes out of it is of great benefit to others. And that it's really the only, the only creature that serves those who aren't its own. Other, other species serve their own children. But the cow is the only one who has always served others, who produces way more milk than the calf can drink. I mean, like here, for example, in our, in our cow home here, which is the only place that I, I drink milk in the world, the, cow, the calves drink first. And when they're done, whatever is left is what comes into the kitchen here. And it's, it's a lot. And so the cow feeds its own and then feeds all. And so it's really seen, that's why, that's why they say mother cow. And, and Hinduism is a tradition that really worships that mother energy, the divine feminine, that, that energy of, of just giving and creation. For me, on a separate level, for me, what makes the cow so, so special is it feels to me like the absolute epitome of what we are looking for in meditation. Drive through any crowded street in any big city of India, I mean, drive through Delhi, for example, and you see in the midst of these massive roads with traffic and horns and everything driving in every direction. And the cow is sleeping in the middle of the road. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And the cow is not a stupid animal. It's not that it's unconscious and doesn't hear the honking and doesn't know that it's being surrounded by all of these cars. It's a very, very smart animal. But you literally... You know, here sometimes even we'll be coming to the ashram and there'll be cows walking. And you'll honk the horn and they don't budge. They know it's not going to hit me. And literally, somebody's got to get out of the car and kind of <laughs> convince the, car, the cow to kind of mosey on its way so that the car can pass. And so for me, what actually makes the cows so, so special is that ability 
to really be still in the midst of chaos. I mean, we talk a lot about peace in the midst of chaos. And the cow is just, for me, the most enviable example of that. I mean, to be able to take a nap in the middle of a deli street. You know, so, you know, so many people will come to me and they'll say, oh, I can't meditate here, it's too loud. There's, you know, this spiritual program going on and that's going on and people on the road and what. But the cow, cow has no problem. Cow can sleep, cow can meditate, cow does everything in the middle of the highway. So for me, for me personally, that's actually why, why the cow feels very special. As I look at the cow all the time and it just, it renews my, my vigor for a, a deep spiritual practice that maybe someday I too will get to a state where should I find myself sitting in the middle of a Delhi highway. I would be able to have the same mental equilibrium as if I were sitting on the banks of Ganga or sitting in a garden someplace because that's an incredible ability. So consider, consider your New Year's ceremony blessed by the energy of peace in the chaos, the energy of what Puja Swamiji calls noiselessness amidst the noise, that inner, inner noiselessness, such that when you go back, just keep, keep remembering that cow. And how can, how can you in this new year, take her energy, her energy in with you. Fortunately, most of us are not required to nap on Delhi streets. We're simply required to navigate our own lives. But if we can do it with the, the stillness and the peace and the inner well-being of the cow, we would all be in great shape. So consider that a very great blessing. Blessing of abundance, blessing of nourishment, and a blessing of peace in the chaos.